the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you today as we are each and every day, except that today is very special. You know why? Here's why. Open Line Friday, where you can call about anything you'd like to talk about today. We open up the phones just for you, so you can change the subject. You can start a new conversation. You can join one we're already having. You can ask a question about the Bible or about faith or something in the news. You want to make a comment or a discussion about today, whatever it is, that today is your day. The number is 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number. You can call now, 888-528-2557. And I got a special announcement. See, that's worthy of the same, uh, the special announcement noise. See? I, w- I like that because growing up, you know, whenever you heard that, something good was going to come on TV. That's why we use it for Open Line Friday, but also we're using it for this. If you missed the announcement earlier on KKLA, today and today only, listen to this. You can buy one ticket and get one ticket free for our Ask a Jew, Ask a Christian event with Dennis Prager and Pastor Alan Jackson at Shepherd Church coming up on Tuesday, March 12th. So this is a special BOGO sale. Buy one, get one free. We've been talking about that event coming up. I'm looking forward to it. It is a Christian and Jewish conversation about all kinds of things going on in the world. What you do is you go to kkla.com right now and type in the keyword ask, or you can click on the uh, the Ask a Jew, Ask a Christian banner. Pick your tickets and then check out. And when you check out, here's the here's the thing you got to be able to do. You got to type in the code BOGO, B-O-G-O. If you're kind of into the uh, couponing lingo or in the shopping lingo, I learned that because my wife was one of those extreme couponers a few years ago, like really extreme. B-O-G-O, BOGO, buy one, get one. That's what it means. So get one ticket and get another ticket. So if you've got a friend and you've been thinking, hey, you know what I want? I think that my friend should go to Ask a Jew, Ask a Christian. Now's the time where you can buy yourself a ticket and you get a free one for your friend. This buy one, get one ticket offer is only available today, just today, March 1st. So you've got to do it today. Don't wait. So go to kkla.com and get your tickets for Ask a Jew, Ask a Christian, and make sure you type in B-O-G-O, BOGO. That's your discount code. It expires tonight at midnight, so you got to do it right now. Go to kkla.com and a keyword ask, click the banner for, or key, click the banner for Ask a Jew, Ask a Christian, and use B-O-G-O as your discount code. You'll buy one, get one free. So do that right now. I'm looking forward to that event. It, you know, we do that every year, and it's always an interesting conversation. I think it's something very, very important to help us understand, uh, particularly for Christians and Jews, and anybody can come to this. It wasn't just for Christians or Jews. This is for anybody. If you're not a Christian or a Jew and you're listening, I bet you've got lots of questions. You know, why do you use the same Bible, at least the Old Testament? What 
is the difference in opinion of who Jesus is. Uh, what is the Messiah? All of those different things. Maybe some of the information that is going on um, you know, in the Middle East, you would get a different perspective. In fact, I'll tell you what, if you read your Bible, if you just go read the Bible, read it through, you will have a vastly different and I would say accurate perception of what's happening in the Middle East much deeper than just the things that are on the headlines and that are you know part of normal reporting for that war over there or just any of the issues. And so we'll get into a lot of that. I think it's just so important that we understand that better, especially in a time today when anti-Semitism is rampant, when we are close to war, when we're really having a lot of discussion in the world today and in our own country about what worldview is. And uh, that is a, that's a really big deal. Your worldview is how you how you see the world, basically, how you determine what is right and wrong, what is true, what is false, what is the basis of that understanding. Everybody's got one. And uh, your worldview needs to be right, because otherwise reality smacks you in the face uh, and it hurts. Uh, that is a really big deal. All right. It is Open Line Friday. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. Uh, is it Tarsi or Tracy, San Fernando Valley? Uh, does it matter? You can be either one. You sound like a Tracy, though. I am. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. You could be a Tarsi. There's probably somebody out there named Tarsi, but you're Tracy. I'm sure I've been called it before. <laughs> you're right. Go ahead. Thanks oh, for... are we on the only? We... You are sure on the are. Air? Oh, yeah. How you doing? Hey! You're... <laughs> Hi, Pastor Scott. I didn't know we were on the air. That's all right. We can just have it. It's just between you and me. You know, how's your day going? Hey, it's going great. I'm a teacher. It's been a great day. Kids are learning, and that's what we need. Yeah, that's good. Good for you. All right, what's on your yeah. mind today? Well, I'm thinking about the election on Tuesday and what's going on in the schools. And teachers like me, uh, we are without a voice. Teachers in public schools um, are being uh, represented and told what to do by politicians who hide behind what they call state policy. Yeah. And according to our state policy, it's an extreme sexualizing of children. If anyone looks into it, and everyone should. Um, but what what needs to be known right now is that on the ballot in Los Angeles are three candidates that can help us flip the majority vote. Are you in uh, Rena, are you are you a teacher in uh, LAUSD? I've been a teacher starting with LAUSD in 1998, but I'm one of those teachers that went through a whole other story. We can talk about it next time. Okay. But LAUSD is blocking out the voices of people who have um, who have religious freedom according to our constitution. So who would you who would you recommend? Who would you recommend if they live in uh, the Los Angeles Unified School District area? There's what seven districts or something like that. Sure. There are three candidates on the ballot across L.A. who believe in protecting the innocence of children and the rights of parents to make the decisions over their kids. Starting in the San Fernando Valley, we've got Raquel Vialta in District 3. Raquel Vialta is running for school board. She's a teacher for nearly 20 years. She's a mom, and she, again, believes in protecting the innocence of children. And her website is RaquelVialta.com. In middle Los Angeles, that's south of uh, Beverly Hills, east of England, and east of uh, Culver City, all the way down just north of Gardena, that whole Los Angeles area, we've got Rena Tambor. She was written up in the uh, Jewish Journal, and she, again, 
stands for Protecting the Innocence of Children. That's Rena Tambor. And her website is Rena, R-I-N-A, number four, schoolboard.net. So Rena Tambor, Middle L.A. And then in the south, starting in Gardena, all the way down to San Pedro, Carson, all those areas, we've got Lydia Gutierrez. That's L-Y-D-I-A, Lydia. And her website is Lydia4Education.com. But Lydia Gutierrez, so Raquel Vialta, Rena Tambor, Lydia Gutierrez, if they're on someone's ballot, please mark it and tell 15 friends. I've been telling right. everyone I know. Yeah, Tracy, so Tra- Tracy, so I let you p- promote those three. Those are the three I figured you were going to promote. I think we had uh, yeah. those three on here. But are you affiliated with any of those campaigns? It's one of those things we got to know. Like, do you work? you get paid by any of those Nobody people? Pays me. Nobody's right. paying me. That's, <laughs> I'm just yeah. doing it because this is what, look, it says in the Bible, it is our duty to defend innocent children. And if we do, it's better for us than a millstone is tied around our necks and we're thrown into a, into the, into the sea. <laughs> so you know, I I'm think, standing up. yeah, yeah. I think you make a, a point there. You know, there are so many things that we can talk about, but policies matter. You know, you, we get into Democrats and Republicans and conservative and liberal, and sometimes we plant a flag on a team. All right. But policies matter. The things that people actually are going to do. What is your school board going to do? If you are running, you're voting somewhere and you've got school board people on your ballot, uh, I think everybody will in November. Uh, many of you have them, or a few of you anyway, have them this time. You've got to take that very seriously because you're right that we are in an era where kids are in grave, grave trouble with what is being taught. How do you deal with that as a public school teacher? Well, for starters, I pray, (laughs) and I've been learning through my own personal experiences with the the policy and the way that they hide, including principals, including everybody's hiding behind policy, policy, policy. But the truth is the school board members themselves have jurisdiction. So how do I handle it? Um, for starters, I'm 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 at a private school right now. I I'm expected to be back starting in June, but for now, um, I and I'm praying about, dear Lord, what do you want for me to so do? So you're now? not you're not teaching in a public school right now. No, I, oh, okay. I'm I'm on. They put me on a leave. That's a whole other story. I'd love to tell you about. All right. But um, yeah, but they they did it because they do not want to hear the voices that will speak up for truth. They don't want to hear it, and they do everything they can to silence us. And so for all those teachers out there listening, be bold. You have jurisdiction over your own classroom, and you need to know what your rights are. You can join Christian educators. There are conferences out there where there are trainings so that you can know what your rights are so that you don't have to, first of all, you don't have to teach um, the the off topic yeah things there's and, um and the teacher training there's are, a lot out there are, you mentioned Christian educators that's christianeducators.org uh, that's the mm-hmm. website and uh, and and Tracy I do appreciate your call and I know the election is coming up on Tuesday and it it matters greatly the decisions that are made right now the decisions that are 
are coming for your kids. It matters. Everybody needs to be involved. It's uh, I think that the school boards, the local election, district attorneys races, these things are far more impactful, I think, to our families and to our communities than even the presidential race. That's what everyone's going to talk about. But these local things, uh, they matter tremendously. I appreciate your call very much, Tracy. And uh, sometime we'll get your story on, on uh, other things. All right. Thank you, Pastor Scott. All right. Thank you, Tracy, for calling the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And uh, it's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is that you would like to talk about. This is uh, it's such a um, important time. And, and something maybe to talk about today is the idea of policies and how do you vote as a Christian? And what is appropriate and what isn't in the sense of, maybe appropriate is the wrong word, how do you be active in our country? We have a really a very unique country in the history of the world where you have a lot of say. As a voter, you have a lot of power. Um, number one, you know, one thing to point out, too, is that we're not using that power. Most of us won't. Most Californians who are registered to vote even are not going to vote in this election, this, this primary coming up on Tuesday. We're just not. And what I want you to know is if you're if you're kind of discouraged about how things are going and you're thinking, ah, I don't know, we're in the state and everything. You know, what? here's the deal. Uh, if when few people vote, that means a very few people actually have sway. And that shouldn't be the way it is. I think that everybody ought to vote uh, educationally, meaning that they ought to be educated. They ought to they ought to understand what they're doing. Take the time to do that. You'd be surprised how many things can be done when voters actually pay attention. And I think when we get on policies, most people agree. Most people agree that our children should not be sexualized, that we don't need to be teaching sex ed to second graders and fourth graders, and especially explicit pornographic all kinds of sex ed that is brought out there. We do not need to be encouraging them to do anything or know anything in that whole area. Parents need to be involved in that. Grandparents need to be involved in that. And I'll tell you what, I I had to come to grips with the fact that my kids probably know more about it than I did, so I had the talk with them a lot sooner than uh, maybe uh, I would have otherwise because I just know it's out there. And I was right. They They had some knowledge of things that I wish they didn't. But that is, uh, you're going to get that anyway. You as a parent or a grandparent, if you're a guardian, whatever your role is, that's your role. Uh, The teachers, the schools, at some point, there's a role to play scientifically. There's a role to play informationally, biologically, those kinds of things. It's important that our schools do that right. In 2006, a uh, uh, HHS survey of sex ed in American schools said that what's actually being taught is unsafe. Back then, the term was safe sex, right? We're going to teach safe sex. But what they discovered, what what's actually being taught, the encouragement to children all the way up through high school to experiment with all kinds of different things in a, that area. But yes, that was going on in 2006. Not like today. It's a whole different ball game today, and it's just over the top crazy today what kinds of stuff is out there. But even back then, what was being taught, I would say to appropriate ages, was not right in the sense that it, people were not being taught about uh, diseases and people were not being taught about other health problems or psychological issues, emotional issues that are all tied up into sexual behavior. And and in the sense of kids being encouraged into this life, 
encouraged to do these things without the warnings, without the, hey, you might have heard about this, but here's what's dangerous. It's not really appropriate in the schools, and it's wrong. It's dangerous. That was our government came out with that. And today it's just it's just far, far worse. I do think that as we, and we'll talk about this a little bit more as the show goes on, where there is a conversation about Christian nationalism and uh, every Christian who has an opinion is somehow some Christian nationalist. There are people who might fit under a pejorative, you know, headline for that somewhere, you know, but it's, but there is something happening right now that is painting with a very large brush. Any person with Christian beliefs, maybe even other religious beliefs as being a threat to the country because you have religious beliefs that are behind the policies that you support. Uh, Everybody has beliefs and foundational beliefs that usually come from religion or they come from some kind of philosophy that they adhere to that determines how they approach policy. It's just the way it is. Our country is founded on Judeo-Christian ethics and philosophical thought. That doesn't make everybody a Christian who has that, but the freedoms that we have in our country are something that came through centuries of thought and discussion about what it would be like to have a free society, a free nation, a place not run by a monarch, a place that is uh, where people do have more power. That's Judeo-Christian thinking. Uh, Should we just toss that out uh, because it happens to have a religious overtone? No, we shouldn't. But that is part of the conversation today. And uh, we'll get into that here in a little bit because we're getting close to the break here. This is the Pastor Scott Show. It's open phone Friday. And there we go. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. That's the number. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. So you can uh, call about, you can just continue this conversation, or maybe you want to change the subject. Maybe there's something else in the news that you want to discuss. Uh, we get to do that today. I like it on uh, Open Line Friday because I've got stuff prepared to talk about. But, you know, sometimes you got to find out what are other people thinking about. And usually you kind of know, you know, you talk show every day like this and you all call and we go back and forth. We get it. We've got an election coming up that's uh, obviously on people's mind. And uh, there's some crazy stuff in the news today. We want to do that from a Christian perspective. That's what we do on our program. So uh, we take a look at those things. We talk about it. We have some fun, but we also realize the seriousness of it. And uh, that is a really big deal. There are serious things that are on your ballot with respect to uh, not just right and left things or or running the government or, you know, things to do with traffic laws and stuff. That's all fine, and people can argue about that one way. That's probably not a big deal when it comes to people's overall health and uh, particularly their spiritual health. But there are some things that do. And when we're dealing with a time when people are deliberately seeking to break up the family, which is a lot of what's coming from uh, different groups in our country— to break up mom and dad, to take away parental rights, to say as the parent you aren't the ones who deal with these hard topics, to say as the parent that the school has the right to teach your children and indoctrinate your children, even if that is against your religion or against your desires, whatever they are. This is something that is incredibly bad and has significant consequences for our kids. So that's why policy matters the, when you think about voting, you know, what policies are going to come into effect or be continued, policies that should end, what will be continued because of my vote? Do you think about that when you vote? What is it that I'm voting for? 
you know, what ultimately is going to occur in my state with regard to how people are treated, homeless people or uh, even um, immigrants, legal or illegal. What's happening with uh, financial policies that affect, you know, people whenever there's, you know, taxes, taxes that are on energy and stuff. Who pays for that? Everybody pays for that. But really, it's a it's a tax on the poor because it's harder on people who have less. The gas prices have gone up about 50 cents in the past couple of weeks, not because of taxes, but just because of the fluctuation of that. Who hurts more from that? Do you think of it that way? Uh, The people who are struggling already to buy the gas, it's it's very difficult. All right, this is the Pastor Scott Show. I see all your calls coming in, 888-528-2557, open phone Friday, and I'll get to your calls as soon as we get back uh, from the break. You can follow us right now on social media at Pastor Scott Show. We are on uh, all the major ones, your Instagram, X, and which used to be Twitter. It's hard. It's, it's still hard to say that. I don't know, I don't know if that's ever going to go away. Instagram, X, and uh, Facebook, and TikTok. And now we're also on Rumble. If you watch us on Rumble, you can watch us live right now. Just look for Pastor Scott Show on all the socials. It's at Pastor Scott Show on Rumble. It's the Pastor Scott Show. Check us out right now. Okay, we'll be back for your calls at Open Line Friday in just a minute on the Pastor Scott Show. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Open line Friday. The number is 888-528-2557 here on the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. Reminder that Ask a Jew, Ask a Christian is coming up. And uh, today and today only is buy one, get one free. Use the promo code BOGO, B-O-G-O, at uh, our website, kkla.com. Just click on the banner for Ask a Jew, Ask a Christian. And as you're getting your tickets and you check out, use BOGO as your buy one, get one free discount code. All right, let's go to the phone. Uh, Karen in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. I'm going to ask the question, and then I'm going to let, let the line go so I can listen to you on the radio. I'm driving. Okay. But here recently, a deacon of our church was killed in a tragic car accident. Oh. And when it was made known to the rest of the parishioners and some people outside of the church, uh, one of the uh, members spoke up and said that the Lord does not kill people. The devil kills people. And she was determined that that was going to be fact. And so my position was, show it to me. I don't know how we're all going to get out of here. When it's time to leave, we're going one way or another. Right. So are you saying that the devil is taking everybody out? And so I just wanted your viewpoint on that. Because yeah. she's determined that, oh, no, the Lord, no, no, the Lord doesn't kill people. Okay. Or, which, is a hor- which is a horrible word to use. But yeah. All right. I well, just want your insight. Yeah, thanks for thanks for calling about that. And I'm very sorry. I know that's a you know, I don't know if this person you you knew very well personally, but it's a hard thing for a church and a terrible thing for this person's family and stuff, you know. Right, right. Uh the ans- the answer is all of us are going to die. And some of us are going to live to uh really old age and some of us won't. Uh, and here, I guess, and it's not God killing or the devil killing. It's we're dying because of sin, and because we have sinned, all are going to die. Uh, yes. And it's not, uh, 
you know, there may be things where God takes somebody out or that uh, the devil takes. I don't know if the devil has that power, frankly, you know, to do that all the time. You know, in the book of Job, he was given that power to harm uh, Job's family. Um, but for your for your situation, I would say, number one, um, that statement's just not true. All of us uh, pass away, and the Lord is not surprised by whoever shows up uh, in heaven or at judgment or wherever you end up. You know what I mean? So right. this, this deacon didn't show up, and God didn't say, what are you doing here? You know what I, you know what I mean? Uh, so right. I would say that person's not correct. I think this person is probably grieving the loss of this person and and seeing it maybe as something that is an attack on your church because you lost a church leader and the impact there. So I would have a lot of grace for that person and the grieving that may be going on. But I don't think the issue is about the devil or God killing someone because um, all of us are going to die because of sin and the hope that we have. In fact, the the entire purpose of of Jesus's death and resurrection and, in fact, the story of the Bible is God is defeating death through Christ, that death is the enemy. Death is all of our enemy, right? That's why we spend more money in the last couple of weeks of life than the rest of our life on our health care, because death is the enemy. Um, and we, we all face it. Um, and in tragedy, people like this die too soon, right? This, this happens. Death, the reason it's a tragedy is because death is the enemy. Our hope yeah. is that Jesus defeated death, that death no longer has victory for the believer, because even though you're going to die one day, you will go to the grave just as Jesus did, but you will rise up out of it through the hole he punched into death, into resurrection and eternal life. That's our hope. And then victory has no sting, or death has no sting, death has no victory. And I think that's what you remember, is that, yep, we're going to die, except for whoever the believers are on the last day, everybody's going to die but believers, and everybody gets resurrected at some point, but the believers get resurrected into eternal life. And that's the hope we have okay. in Christ. Thank you so, so much. You're welcome. I appreciate you. Thank you, Karen. I'm sorry that you and your church are going through all of that. But thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. God, I just pray for Karen and her church and family of that person um, and just the grief that people have and how that's expressed in different ways. I pray that you would bring truth and comfort and hope and point everybody to the hope that we have in resurrection through the resurrected Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, 888-528-2557 is the number. This is the Pastor Scott Show Open Line Friday, so we change the subject with your calls. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. Tom and Laverne, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. Hi, Tom. I have a question for you. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I have a question for you. Uh, My wife, Julie, and I are 100% pro-Israel and we are strong supporters and pray for Israel. We um, are believers that God loves Israel, and um, the, the Israel is God's chosen people. So I'm getting to my question. Many Christians we know are not pro-Israel, and we think they go to churches where pastors are not teaching pro-Israel education or information or Bible-based verses that God is 100% pro-Israel, they do not think it like we do, Scott. We are pro-Israel. We pray for Israel. Our hearts are broken that October 7th happened. And we know many Christians who are not thinking that way. My question to you is, do you think, being a pastor, 
that there's many churches in Southern California that are not getting the teaching that God is pro-Israel. Therefore, the pastors don't think that way. Therefore, they don't think that way. That's my question to you. All right. Well, I have a few uh, a few thoughts there. Would you are you suggesting that maybe some of these churches are are anti-Israel or they're pro-Hamas or? Uh, no, they... I, I'm saying they're they're evangelical churches, Scott, mm-hmm. but but they don't care that much about Israel and what's going on with it. They don't have a heart um, that is broken from October seventh and what's been going on there. They don't think like that. They and I'm wondering if they're not getting the teaching there from their pastors. But my wife Julie and I, we live in Laverne. We go to church in Claremont. Our pastor is pro-Israel, and um, I'm just asking you, because you're from San Diego, right? Yeah. And, and you know many pastors. Do they think the way we think, or are they more lackadaisical and apathetic about what happened with Israel, okay. and, and, and they're not pro-Israel? Well, let me, uh, let me put it this way. Without knowing, I think that some churches and pastors and leadership uh, you know, approach these issues differently. So there, there's maybe two different issues. Some feel like um, we're not going to discuss this all the time on Sundays, um, and uh, there's various reasons for that. That doesn't make them anti-Israel. Um, there are some uh, there are some out there who I would say are anti-Israel, and they tend to get caught up in some of the uh, propaganda. I think that's out there. I also think that it's okay to for political, you know, in political thinking. Supporting Israel doesn't mean, as a Christian, does not mean you have to support everything Israel's government does, right? right. It's about, it's really about the Israeli people, you know, right. and what I would get down to is are, are people either deliberately or without thinking about it out of naivete, are they anti-Semitic? You know, is there, the, that's where the evil is, right? Where I'm going right. to, I'm going to ask these people to be different than every other country on earth or every other nation on earth. You know, if I'm asking for a ceasefire, which it would be great if there's an end to this this war over there, and this and what's happening is terrible, but do I want Hamas to also have a ceasefire? Because otherwise, it's just going to keep going, right? It's, uh, you know, and what's the reason for that? What I would say is that the Bible is very, very clear with verses about blessing Israel. I will make to you, you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and I will be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. All peoples right. on earth will be blessed through you. There's a lot right. of interpretation that goes on with that. One of the ways we're all blessed through Israel is Jesus Christ came through Israel. That one right. of the reasons that the Israeli people, the Hebrews, Jewish people are the chosen people it's because God chose them to be the people group who would bring about his word, his prophecies, his truth, and ultimately his son, who is the savior, we would believe as Christians, um, to be the savior of the world. And I believe that at the end of time, uh, everything culminates through Israel and God finishing his promises to Israel. Um, and uh, there's a lot of different beliefs about all that, but I think the people of Israel, it's super important uh, for Christians to pray for Israel, to pray for the people of right. Israel, to realize that, you know, Jews are the most persecuted group of all of history. Um, 
And, you know, there's a lot of reasons behind a lot of things that happen. That that doesn't mean that you can't be critical of decisions that the nation, the country, the secular country, Israel is a secular country. People don't, you know, it's a secular government. It's not a religious government. It's not a theocracy. Uh, 20% of the the Congress, uh, Knesset, is uh, Arab um, and not Jewish. It's uh, right. and not and a lot of them are Jewish, but they're not. Uh, they don't practice Judaism, right? So right. it's there's plenty of reason to criticize uh, the Israeli government. That's okay, but right, uh, you need to support the people of Israel and to realize that God is going to keep His promises to them. Uh, there are promises. That, yeah, there are promises in the, in the Bible. The idea is there's there's conditional promises and unconditional promises. The conditional ones are, uh, I will do this for you, Israel, if you keep my laws. And then Israel didn't keep his laws, right. and Israel went away. That's conditional. Right. But then there are there are right. the unconditional promises are I'm going to keep these promises no matter what you people do, even if you reject me, I'm still keeping the promises, and I believe God's going to do that. And we need to be very clear about that. Right. So, Scott, I believe this, and I think you Real do quick, too, we just have a few seconds. List, uh, okay. Where there's no Jesus, there's no peace. Israel needs Jesus Christ as their Savior. The Middle East needs Jesus. Where there's no Jesus, there's no peace, and that's a fact. Well, and when Jesus returns, thank you for your call, that's when peace happens. The peace of Israel ultimately is obtained when Jesus uh, comes back to Jerusalem one day. All right, this is the Pastor Scott Show. It's Open Line Friday. Uh, Raquel and Oscar and Maria and others, I see your calls. I'll get to you as soon as we get back. Uh, see you in a minute. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Open Line Friday on the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Once again, today and today only, buy one, get one free for Ask a Jew, Ask a Christian with Dennis Prager and Alan Jackson. It's on March 12th, 7 o'clock. Go to our website, kkla.com, click on the banner and get your tickets and use the checkout code, the coupon code BOGO, B-O-G-O, Buy one, get one is what that stands for, B-O-G-O, and buy one, get one free. That's only for today, okay? So if you're thinking about it, you're thinking, I've been wanting to go, today is the best day to get your ticket, all right? So go right now while you're thinking about it. Go to kkla.com, click on that, go ahead and get your tickets, and that's buy one, get one, and use B-O-G-O when you are checking out. All right, let's go back to the phones for Open Line Friday. We talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. Raquel in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. Hi, Raquel. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Um, earlier you mentioned about Christian nationalism, and I just wanted to bring that up for a sec. Yeah. Um, um, as a candidate who's been running, and I've got every name called, you know, they've called me every name, including a Christian nationalist list. And um, I just wanted to let you know that, um, and your audience know that um, the last couple of years, the Lord has sort of revealed to me Luke 9.23, if there's a cost to following Jesus, there's a cost to stand up for righteousness. And um, despite everything that I've been through, including losing my job, um, you know, the, the Lord will gird us with strength to fight this battle, especially the spiritual battle that we're facing, particularly in the schools and the attack on our children. And, um, <clears throat> and 
part of fighting for righteousness um, includes uh, being spiritually disciplined. And I just want to encourage your listeners, um, you know, to, to get on the Word daily, to seek God, and um, He will reveal what part uh, we have to do in order to fight what's currently going on in, in the schools and in this next generation, this attack on the next generation. And so I just want to say, don't be afraid, whoever's listening, don't be afraid. You know, we, it's time for us to get bold and um, to fight for righteousness, to defend the kids, despite of the persecution, right? We're to consider it pure joy when we encounter those difficult times and those trials. And so um, just that's what was in my heart. So that's why I called. Well, all right. Thank you, uh, Raquel, for that. And you know the the verse where you talked about and people take up their cross. A lot of people uh, misinterpret that. Taking up your cross is about taking up the burdens of what God has called you to do. Sometimes we think I'm taking up my cross because I deal with this disease or I've got a personal struggle. But it's actually that part of walking with Jesus is we care about others and we take up that cross. And if you're if the cross that God has laid on you is to run for office or to, to speak up for your faith and it costs you your job and stuff, then that's part of it. And, uh, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen, but I think we're headed into a lot more of that for Christians in our country. And, and that's bad, but at the same time, it's to be expected. And uh, so we can rejoice in that. Yes, yes, yes. And I know a lot of people, like I said, including myself, we've lost our jobs because of our faith. Yeah. And um, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. And God, it calls us on a mission, right? We are on task and we have to endure um, regardless, right? We have to endure. And um, that cross might look different from each person. Yeah. And so it's a, it's, this is a very, it's a privilege to actually be living during these end times and to be able to, to stand for Christ. Yeah, it's a great time to be here. And the thing is, is that you're not here on accident, right? Our generation is here because God, God thought we were the best generation for the church to be here right now. So uh, that's a pretty cool thing. Thanks, Raquel, and God bless you and all that you're doing. 888-528-2557. It's Open Line Friday, 888-528-2557. Maria in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, yes, uh, thank you, um, Pastor Scott. I just wanted to comment on the, I think, the two callers. The lady called in about saying, someone asked her, did God kill a person? Yeah. Uh, I just want no, to say it was if the devil killed the person. Oh yes. So yeah. First of all, I want to say uh, when someone makes a statement like a statement like that, always go to the Word of God. And first of all, the Bible says the secret things belong to the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's one of the scriptures. Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine. Uh huh. Thank you. And then the scripture also says. Uh, the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Yeah. Because situations do happen. God is a healer. What does the scripture say? I'm the, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Himself took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. By his stripes we are healed. Uh-huh. And Isaiah. Um, but, mm-hmm, but see, what a lot of people do, I've been a Christian for over 50, about 50 years, this coming September, and I, what I've learned over the 50 years is you have to stick with the Word, and a lot of times you've got to press, because I see all kind of healings on the 700 Club, uh, a Day Star. So God is a healer, but you have to, the Bible says, says, fight the good fight of faith. You've got to fight for what you want, because the thief is out there. What does the Scripture say? I, I, I'm not sure who Jesus was talking to. But he said, the devil wanted to sift you like wheat, but I have interceded for you. That's right. 
Uh huh. So we have to fight when someone dies. Like I said, if the Bible says, the Scripture says, I should say, um, the secret things belong to the Lord. And um, uh, the only person God took was it uh, Enoch. He took uh, Enoch well. Walk with, he Enoch took Enoch and Elijah. Right. Uh huh. See, yeah. so God doesn't kill anybody. But once we open that door, we could allow the enemy to get in. But God is a healer. You just have to and, be careful uh, with the idea that the devil mm-hmm. did it when actually all of us are going to die eventually, right? Yeah, we're all going to uh, die. But remember, he said, "Would I?" You see how the people are living? Like our pastor's wife just turned ninety, uh-huh. and then Jimmy Swagger is going to be ninety next year. And I see people living to one hundred and five. But but see, the thing is, we have angels. I, I mean, I've experienced so many things from God. I can tell yeah. you a story right now. When you I know, I think faith, I think. And I appreciate where you're going. I think that, yeah. you know, the more you follow God, what I notice is, you know, generally speaking, the mm-hmm. the more healthy life you end up having. But it's not a promise to everybody and not everybody gets there. The Proverbs, the book of Proverbs is very full of sort of that injustice that for most people, you know, if you follow the word of God, your life is better. But for some people, oh, you follow the word of God and tragedy still befalls you. And some people are pagans and they live a healthy life to 105. That's you know, true, but that's uh, uh, that I was because I'm reading Genesis again. I'll say it real quick, and I was seeing how what Abraham and uh, God were talking about. Yeah, and but, see, we have a promise. God has a um, what do you call it? Um, covenant. The covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm-hmm. But we got to remember too that God is not a respected person. I've seen Him do, but you got to press. I'm telling you, got to press. Just keep per, keep there. pursuing the Lord in all <laughs> yes, that you do. There you go. Maria, thank you for calling the Pastor Scott Show. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Open line Friday. Oh, Oscar and San Gabriel, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, hi, Pastor Scott. Hi, Oscar. Love your show and I love. And I love Israel. Just wanted to give a comment. I mean, I know the subject I was going to talk about, but I wanted to say about uh, what the guy said about uh, people not praying anymore for Israel. And not just happening in, uh, in the English churches. It's also happening in all Spanish churches. And so I don't know what's going on, but, yeah, a lot of that is happening. Well, I think uh, you probably know more about this, right, that it's written that eventually Israel is going to stay lonely, but uh, uh, the Lord is uh, going to defend Israel, right? Yes. Also, I wanted to say you know. that uh, we have to uh, keep on praying for uh, Trump. I mean, thank God everything's been going well for him. And uh, we wish uh, soon we have him as president. We need him, like, right away so that we have more solution in this in this whole situation that we're having. Well, yeah. we will see what happens. Uh, things are going well for him at the moment, but uh, we'll have to see what what happens, as well as can be when, you've, when you're in court all day and all your life, right? But thank you, Oscar, for calling the Pastor Scott Show uh, with that. You know, and I think on his comment about Israel and things, I think that what happens for us and maybe for American Christians, and I'm speaking of somebody who's been a pastor for 25 years and I've been in a pastor's home growing up, and so I've always been in church. It's always a thing. I think we can become so overwhelmed by the the small things around us that we don't remember to study the whole counsel of God and everything big that God is doing. One of the greatest benefits of really studying the whole Bible, not just the parts that might be relevant to you at the moment, but the whole Bible, is you get a better understanding of everything that God's doing, which I think helps all of us, pastors, everybody in churches and churches, get on mission and really see when we look at the news or we look at what else is going on, we see 
uh, the truth of where history is going, the salvation that we have in Christ, the um, promises of God that are being uh, still kept today that um, were made a long time ago. And it also helps you get a little bit out of your own bubble. Um, and certainly, you know, in your own world, the the people that you're in your relational world, that's who you want to disciple. That's who you want to be intentional with. And hopefully you're in relationship with people in the church. So they're intentional with you and you're part of the body of Christ and you function really well, both to build the body up and also to grow the body because you share the gospel. And when we do that, uh, we don't have to worry about anything else that's going on in the world, number one. And then number two, we understand what's going on, and that should drive us to pray uh, in so many different ways. Uh, Sergio in Santa Monica, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yes, sir. Hi, go ahead, Sergio. Uh, Got about a minute. Okay. All right, then. I just make this quick, and uh, I believe very strongly that if uh, the Catholic Church, all the way from the Pope down, would uh, abolish celibacy for Catholic priests, then the uh, priests would have a, an outlet for their for their uh, urges and for their hormones, and they wouldn't they wouldn't turn to uh, molesting uh, the clergy, and mm. we wouldn't have such a big problem. If the Protestants don't have that problem. Well, you know what? I'm uh, almost out of time here, but there's a lot of Protestants who do, so I don't want to say that they don't. But you know, the Catholic Church has wrestled with that for a long time. It would it would change the entire system of Catholicism to do it. Um, it's one of the reasons that Protestants don't do that. Um, but uh, it's something to just pray that God would lead people to his word and what is true about things, and that we need to be open about the troubles that sometimes have happened even in the church with kids and with other stuff. Like you mentioned, it's a horrible thing, and uh, we shouldn't make excuses for it. We just shouldn't do it, and we should help the people who've been hurt. All right, Open Line Friday will continue in a moment. This is the Pastor Scott Show Friday edition. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.